Blog Talk Radio. Yep. to see. 
Yeah, it was really, really awesome. And, you know, it's, you know, we I don't know what else will happen. I don't know if there are any, going to be any cool things, moments going to, like, going, going to take place the rest of the U.S. Open, but that was really a highlight. But it was really, hopefully pretty much canceled out the low light, which was Medved, uh, I think his name is Medvedev. Medvedev, um, the crazy Russian. <laughs> yes, what was up with him? What what the hell was he doing? I mean, he, he won his last match so, against Orenka. But what's going on with him? He was just acting a fool the other day. What is going on with Daniil Medvedev? <laughs> he has been made a villain. And he is embracing it. Listen, the New York crowd yes, is is. tough. They are tough. When they have a favorite player, they let the opponent know that they are not the favorite. And he was booed, and he did some inappropriate things. He flipped off the chair. Um, I, you know, he just he's young, and he just. I'm I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. You know what? If people want to make you out to be the villain and you embrace it and you say, you know what, this gives me energy, bring it. I mean, at the end of his match, Mm -hmm. he's like, they're booing him. And he's saying, give me more. This gives me energy. This is enough to make me win my next five matches. And I'm on my couch like, fuck yeah. (laughs) Because what I can't stand, what I can't stand is when a player is clearly disliked by the crowd and they say, thank you for watching me, because you know damn well they're pissed. And he let everybody know, and I am fine with it. I will get behind that bad boy attitude all day, every day. Honestly, New York doesn't like Novak Djokovic either. If he, and lots of places don't, because he beats their faves. And if he would embrace that villain character that he really is, because he's an asshole. I mean, he really is. But um, on really? court, he's Look nice off court. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. He throws okay. temper tantrums. Okay. He's swearing at people. He told somebody the other day in a practice session, someone yelled something out to him, and he stopped his practice, went over to him, told the person off, and said, I will come for you. I mean, Novak is not wow. a super nice guy that everybody fucking thinks he is, especially he doesn't behave like, you know, the head of the sport, the world number one. He's a dick. So embrace that, Novak. <laughs> Quit acting like, I love everybody. And people would probably embrace him more. You know what? Be the villain. Be the guy that beats down Rafa and beats down Roger and pisses people off. You know, be that guy. That is exactly what Medvedev is doing. I am here for it. I am here for it. I want to see Could him. He, he like... has had an am- he's had an amazing summer. He's had an amazing summer. Yep. He um, has had some big wins. This time last year, nobody even knew his name. Come Monday, when the new rankings come out, he will be number four in the world. So, pay attention. Watch out. He's young. He's so fucking skinny. You feel like if the wind blows hard enough, he might fall over. So I'm really excited to see um, how he gets better as his body matures. Because, you know, when men are young, their bodies are still changing and growing at that age. And I'm excited to see, like, how much better he's going to get. Yeah, to to when when he, you know, maybe puts on a little muscle and gets a little stronger. Because he, listen, he's coming for your fave, man. He is coming. He is kicking ass and taking names. Well, you know what? I would love to see this generation's version of Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, and John McEnroe. I would, I would love to see that because I remember well, those two. Well, we I have a few. Back when the Netflix was worth a damn, and it was great. Back then, it was great. Yeah. People hated McEnroe. McEnroe hated other people. It was great. And so yep. I'd like to see that from, from this kid. And to your point about Djokovic, I mean, if he would embrace that, he probably would be more of a sympathetic figure, believe it or not, to your point. Correct. Right? You are correct. At least for me. I mean, I call him the Serbian devil. I might like him if he actually acted, you know, publicly like the asshole that he is. So you say that Djokovic is a nice off the court, or or is is he an out-or-run asshole, period? No, he's not. He's he's nice off the court. He's really generous okay. to his fans. 
um, you know, he will stop and talk and he will sign autographs and he will take pictures and he will do all that. But when he is on court and he is in the middle of a match, he will break a racket, he will throw something, he will stomp and right. throw a temper tantrum, he will yell at people, he will swear, he will do all of that, you know, but he's a white male, so he gets a pass. <laughs> That's another podcast for another time, sis. <laughs> well, it's uh, true. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't act I any mean, worse than I, Nick Curio. Right. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying this would that would be a great podcast. Um, <laughs> so who does this kid play play play, play against next? This Matt this Matt kid. Who does he play next? So um, there's some there's some um, there's a match happening. Well, not quite right now, but um, huh. uh, tonight. Um, so he yep. beat Stan Favrinka. Right. So he came out there. I'm not sure who he's going to play, to be honest. I think Grigor Dimitrov, who beat Federer last night, that should be who he plays, I think. I think. I might be you jumping ahead. My draw is in shambles, no. and it has been from, like, day two. So I, I can't <laughs> even keep up. You don't even give a damn at this point. But that would be cool for that kid to go up against Federer, though, that the elder statesman, if you will, who's still that dude. Well, um, that's not happening because Federer lost last night. But, look, they played in Cincinnati yeah, and he saying. beat them. He beat Federer in yeah, Cincinnati. I mean, that's right. That's what he sure did. I'm yeah. just saying it would have been cool to see that again if Federer did, didn't lose last night because that, that would well, – that, talk about compelling. I don't know that it would have been so compelling because you very you, you listen you very rarely beat Federer, Djokovic, Nadal twice in a row. Federer probably would have beat the shit out of him. And Grigor <laughs> played great, no denying that. Grigor played great, but know that Federer had a seven to zero head to head against Grigor Dimitrov, who he lost to last night, and he was injured. Mm-hmm. I actually turned my TV off and went to bed when Federer called out the trainer. Why? Because mm-hmm. Federer doesn't call the trainer. He doesn't do that. So it's got to yeah. be really, really bad if he's calling for the trainer. Because, I mean, I have been following Federer since he was a teenager. And I have to think really, really hard about how many times he's called out the trainer in his career. I don't even mean in recent history, in his career. And I would be mm-hmm. willing to bet it is a probably five or less. He doesn't do it. He just doesn't do it. Because honestly, if we're being if we're being realistic, when you call out the trainer to work on a hurt body part, what are they really going to do in three minutes? Nothing, nothing. It's a mental timeout. It's not really to fix you. There isn't a damn thing that a trainer can come out on a tennis court and do to fix an ailment in three minutes. It ain't happening. So he doesn't do it. Right. Yeah, that's too bad because I, I really want to see the OG represent again. And you would have known that the the crowd would have been squarely on federal side. They would have wanted oh, to see sure. OG seat down that the quote unquote yeah. Russian punk. I, <laughs> they, you know they would have. They love me. This what it is. But meanwhile, it's like my boy Rafa Nadal is going to have another easy cross to the finals. Yeah, he's cruising. I went down earlier today, and he's going to face his Argentinian Diego Schwartzman. Which is interesting. That's right coming up later tonight. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, you know what? I'm interested in that yep. match tonight. I'm interested. I, I, listen, I don't expect Diego Schwartzman to win, but at the same time, I'm not going to be surprised if he does because that little man is full of gusto and he is going to bring it in every single way. And he's super fast around the court. But I think mm. Rafa probably will just overpower him. I don't, I, yeah. you know, yeah, I, I don't think Rafa is playing really, really well right now, really well. So he's cruising. he probably gets through that. He is definitely cruising. Um, but uh, Rafa is only one win away from tying your boy. All time. Uh, uh, that is not true. Like, Stop telling lies. That's not true. Yeah, you know that's not true, right? 20, right? No, yeah, right. and Novak is one away, or is he? I don't know. Listen, it doesn't oh. matter. They're all great. 
Like, you can never take away what they've done. Records are made to be broken. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I stand by, <laughs> I stand by what I have said here before. Take away Rafa's mm-hmm. clay titles and he ain't shit. <laughs> You're going to ride that bandwagon <laughs> with his name until the cows come Absolutely. <laughs> he has like 10 French Open titles. There's something insanely ridiculous. So, you know, I mean, when he has six Wimbledon, seven Australian Opens, five U.S. Opens, and then, you know, 10 French Opens on top of that, then I will put him into that conversation. But he's a play court specialist. He is great. He has one on every surface. He has one on, you know, I get that, and I appreciate it. But he wouldn't even be anywhere close to Federer if it weren't for the French Open. So I, I need him to do better on, I need him to do as good on other surfaces. Well, I mean, he is still a stud, though. I mean, you, you said, I mean, you, 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 you a yeah, balding one, I mean, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, did you, you like know he had hair transplants? Did you know that he had hair transplant surgery? It's not really working oh, out that well. He's bald. Yeah, no, he, he did. He really did. I'm not making that up. He did. And, I swear oh, on everything he did, and he's still thin as fuck. <laughs> you know what you're going to do? You're like you're like Skip Bayless to uh, to LeBron James. That you just say, man, you're hilarious. Hey, you know, Rafa can run into a burning building after like the U.S. Open match to like uh, like tomorrow or, or whenever the hell is planned. Rescue like Tim Davis. You're still going to find a way to hit him. Where it went for those 10 fucking first open titles. You are correct. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Scotty, I own that shit. Yes, I don't even know. try to deny it. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. Own it well, sister. Wear that shit mm-hmm. well. Don't change. <laughs> I sure do. All right, I'm going to get you out here on this one, sir. Once again, this is Janina Reed. Please check out our Real Tennis Fans podcast on YouTube. Um, Serena Williams, we both keep beating the drum. She's still doing it. She won her 100th match. She did. In 44 minutes. Over, she I, did. I hope I get her name right. Xiang Wong, is that her name? Is that how you pronounce her name? Xiang Wong? <laughs> Something like that. You're right. But anyway, the point is, it was she, she 44 won, minutes. Won, yeah, yeah. It was She played. She, she advanced next round. I know I'm gonna get this young lady's name last name wrong. Alina. Alina. This is how you're gonna remember that. You remember that? You remember that song, Gasolina, right? You remember it? I know you do. Something like that. So Something like it's that, I guess, so. Fit, that when I when I say her name, it's Elena Fitolina, and in my head I say Fitolina every time. You'll never forget that now. I just you'll never Fitolina, forget it. Um, Fitolina, yeah, got it. Right. <laughs> so Elena Fitolina <laughs> is the girlfriend of Gael Monfils, the French player who lost oh. today. Um, they have a very public relationship with lots of fun things to watch on Instagram. If Mm -hmm. anyone is interested, their account is called Gem of Life. It's really fun. Um, Uh but Spinalina is a solid player. I do not expect her to beat Serena. Serena is clearly on a mission. Um, I have not been able to confirm this myself, but I did hear that after she won her match last night, she said, I'm coming for it. And we all know that means the title. There is no one left in this draw that should be able to trouble her so much that she loses. If Serena loses another final, it will be because Serena beat herself again. Uh, The two ladies battling it out right now as we speak, Elise Mertens and uh, Bianca Andreescu from Canada. Um, You know, if, if, Burton or Mertens, I'm sorry, if Mertens gets there, I think um, probably Serena walks over her. If she ends up playing Andreescu, 
mm, that could be a battle, but I expect Serena to win. She's doing really, really well. I mean, I always expect her to win because when Serena's on, she is the best. But I'm going to tell you something. I, I know we don't have a lot of time, but Serena's, Serena's not the big story at this tournament. I just want to share with your listeners something that people probably yeah. are unaware of. Taylor Townsend, um, who yeah. just lost recently, she is the Cinderella story of this tournament. Taylor Townsend is a young servant volleyer, um, American player who has been shit on by the USTA. Um, when she was part oh. of their player development uh, program back when she was playing in juniors, now mind you, she's only 21, I think, but back okay. when she was like, 15, 16 years old, Patrick McEnroe went on television basically and said that the USTA was not going to back her financially to get to the U.S. Open after she had won the juniors. So when you win the juniors, you should – that's just how it works. The USTA backs you when you win big stuff. Right. And, you know, they give you a wild card and you get into the main draw to the U.S. Open. At the very least, you get a wild card into qualification. The USTA said that they were not going to back her because they wanted her to focus on her fitness. He basically said she's fat. And I'm not exaggerating. That's what he said. She needs to focus on her fitness, and when she gets that – under control, we will financially back her. So her mother um, scraped together the money to get her there. But because of this, she left the player development program of the USTA. She is currently, and has been for several years, been working with Donald Young's father, who is another American player who has not been um, taken under the wing by the USTA player development program. And you know what they have in common? They're two young black Americans. So we'll just leave that right there. Um, But she, she showed up to this tournament and she's like, I am here and I'm going to fight and I'm going to win. And she got way farther than anybody expected her to. This woman is so skilled at what she does. We don't see her game that often anymore. She's a servant volleyer. Everybody wants to slug it out through the baseline, and she's got it all. She can slug it out from the baseline, and she can get up to that net and just take the court away. She's amazing, and I am so excited about her. And I do just want to point out real quick, Coco Goff, the other Cinderella story of this tournament, the other young black girl, she doesn't train with the USPA either. She trains with Patrick Martagalou, who is Serena's coach. She trains at his academy. So I see a little bit of a pattern here with our young black American players. Take that for what it is. But you know what? They will be the ones that carry this sport forward. They are already the ones who are making children interested in tennis again because for so long in American tennis, we have just had Serena and Venus, and now we have these two other young black girls, and I love it. And they are good. Coco is 15 years old, 15. We haven't seen anything like this since Serena or a Jennifer Capriotti, you know, I mean, there are rules in place now that don't allow her to play a full schedule, and that's fine. But when she comes, she's coming, and she's good, and she's only going to get better. And I just hope that she can stay injury-free and continue to work on her game and just rip this fucking tour apart. I'm so excited about it. You know what? We should have a podcast and talk about that very thing about I know we have a time, but about which definition, because I read about Taylor Townsend the other night, and I was going to ask you about it. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, but it's very, very, that's very interesting about the USPA and how they treat some of the young players, and notably that the Venus North Arena had anything to do with the USPA, the training academy. So that's very interesting. Again, we got to talk. We it is, right? Yeah, we can do that. We can totally do that. Yeah, because it, it, I find that very interesting. Anyway, thank you, thank you, Janina. And please tell us once again when your podcast airs on YouTube. So we can all tune in. We are um, on YouTube. We will be live this Sunday after the 
final of the men to break that all down. Um, and okay. you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Podbean. You can find us wherever you find your podcast, Real Tennis Fam. Boona, thank you very much, Jay. See ya. Welcome. Ciao. All right. That's my girl, Gina Reed. You heard her. Please check her out on the Real Tennis Fans podcast. She's awesome. You heard her there. And, yeah, yeah, that stuff that's going on with, with, with young black players and the USTA, that's worth digging into. But, anyway, we're going to shift gears to college football and NFL. We're going to hit college football first. I'm going to bring in my, my coach. Y'all know him from the Yard slash HCU Sports, Rest of All Days, HCU Sports, as well as um, I forgot what the website writes for, but he's going to tell us. Dwayne Nash is in the house. Dwayne, how you doing, brother? <laughs> First and foremost, I know every time I follow Miss Reed, I learn something new about tennis. I enjoy listening to her speak about tennis. I love it. I love great? it. I love it. She is fantastic. Is she great? Fantastic. Yeah. Has perfect energy. Um, it, it is very intriguing, especially with the knowledge that she gives you. Um, but to, to correct you real quick, of course, it's Sleazy yeah. Sports. Every Tuesday, Facebook Live, you can yeah. find us on our Facebook right. page, which is under, of course, Sleazy Sports. That's S-L-Z-E Sports. Come there every Tuesday yeah. or at your leisure, and you can catch our shows. We just finished doing our recap of the NFL East, and I will say this. Um, yeah. I did my best to clean up a, a, a lot of, of sadness. Uh, in, in said podcast, because of course, myself, Coach, and Lou, we are all fans of teams in the NFC East, being um, right. the Redskins, the Dolphins, and the Eagles, respectively. We also had a guest host, Ryan, on the show, who was also a Skins fan. And when you mm-hmm. allow Coach and Ryan to their own devices, um, yeah, it, it became a huge fan show in somehow, some way. Um, the teams in which they're fans of it somehow um, are, are thought of a lot higher than what the rest of the world thinks of them. So, yeah, it was a lot of that going on yesterday. <laughs> We're going to get to the NFL like, like, like later on, so I, I don't want to have you crying about your skins right away. Now, don't save the crying and the consternation for later. Um, <laughs> yeah, see your thoughts on the college football week, week one, man. I mean, I, I don't, I'm pretty sure you felt the same way, but I, I, it was, it was a too long of a wait. I waited eight months, almost exactly eight months after the national championship game where Clemson should lap Alabama for this moment, week one. College football, I love it, I love it, I love it. And, you know, lots of great things happen, lots of dubious things happen. Let's throw the dubious shit first. You have Tennessee losing to Georgia State. <sighs> Don't be fooled by the 38 to 30 score. It was 38 23. That was a garbage touchdown Tennessee scored to make it 38 to 30. And how yeah. about Florida State choking away a 31 to 13 lead? To Boise State at home and get out, just shut out the rest of the way. I don't know where to begin with this. I love Willie Taggart, I, and I like the I like Jeremy Pruitt at Tennessee a lot personally. But what the what, let's let's start with Willie Taggart. Let's just start with uh, with the brother first. Is he going to last I'll, through the season? Well, my hope is that he lasts through the season. So I, I follow that by saying this. Of, of course, you know, for those who, who watch DC Sports, Coach is an FSU alum. Um, I also right. have a buddy of mine, my man, Ant Boogie, who's also an FSU mm-hmm. alum that's from the D.C. area um, by way of Nebraska. Long story, but, you know, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, so I get a lot of right. my FSU insight from the both of them, right? And one of the things they kept saying last year, was that Willie Tagger had to come in behind uh, Jimbo Fisher and clean up right. a huge mess. Yeah, and it I wasn't, from, from, from yeah. my understanding, 
Yeah, and, and, and from my understanding, it wasn't a mess that was going to be cleaned up after one season. It was going to take at least uh-huh. two, especially after mm-hmm. the DeAndre Francois situation. Um, right. So you got all of that going on, and, <laughs> and and then you have this bombshell, right? So <laughs> I wasn't watching the FSU game. Unfortunately, I was at another travesty. I was attending the – Howard at Maryland <laughs> University, the University of Maryland oh game. Oh, my God. Oh, rest in peace, Howard. Rest in peace. Go ahead. I, I, I'll <laughs> say this real quick. Um, the score was not indicative of how bad that game was, but I digress. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, so I'm, I'm following the FSU game while watching that travesty, and, you know, I'm like, okay, what well, FSU is up big, even though, oddly enough, I picked Boise State to win that game, and coaches still mad at me because I made that pick, but uh, I saw that FSU got a big coach celebrating. Next thing I know, our Saturday texting conversation between the three of us got quiet, and I was wondering mm. why. And I looked at the FSU Boise State score, and I saw exactly why and said to myself, wow. oh, wow, not That's now, not like this. Oh wow! Because they came out, they came out of the gate strong and had a huge lead, and it was shut out in the second half. So I feel bad for the team, bro. I know. Half, Thirty-one to thirteen. You're up eighteen <laughs> points. They scored twenty-three unanswered. It, it was it was hideous, yeah. to say the least. Yeah. As for Tennessee, I think the thing that's worse about Tennessee. And um, I jokingly had a conversation with someone about this a couple of days ago. Tennessee hasn't been Tennessee for almost 25 years, right? And they can't just—they can't exactly. They can't. They can't. Well, okay. Well, yeah. I, I forgot about Peyton Manning. But he, he, Peyton he, Manning. T. Martin too. T. Martin too. T. And T. Martin, T. Martin too. Yeah. But you know, Peyton couldn't get yeah. past Florida. But even still, that was still right. a great time for. Tennessee, and that wasn't 25 years ago because I don't want Peyton to seem like he's right. that old. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a minute for Tennessee. And um, it doesn't look like it's going to get any better. Um, <laughs> it, it, you're absolutely <laughs> correct that the head coach is on, on the hot seat. I would hope that Taggart isn't on one, but um, it just depends. Because yeah. it, it, I've been I checking would every hope. Twitter. Yeah. Exactly. Every Twitter's it wants wants him on his head on the stick right now. It, no, it, and it, I, they're coming. And I completely understand. You know, after last year, <clears throat> and then after the start uh, this past Saturday, I get why you would want to, but you have to take into consideration some of the stuff that I've heard. That um, okay. yeah, it was it was a huge mess that he has to clean up, and it, <laughs> you got to wait until this year is over with. And see what happens because they 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 were capable of bringing in a a, a top ten recruiting class, especially for so next year. Thinking, next year, his yeah. class is, is stellar. So he, exactly. he's, a, he's, a, he's a damn good recruiter. He's a damn good Fantastic recruiter. Fantastic recruiter. I worry about him. I, I worry about. Him. I mean, you don't. Okay, Boise State is good. I acknowledge Boise State is good. They won over ten games last year. They're good. Yes, mm-hmm. but. For them, first of all, the game was supposed to be in Jacksonville. It got moved to Tallahassee because of the, of the hurricane, right? But mm-hmm. it's a home game for Florida State. Yes. Boise State is a group of five school. Again, Boise State is good. That's damn good. But they're, they're a group of five schools breaking in a true freshman at quarterback. And they're from Idaho. They're supposed to be the ones that get worn down, not Florida State. They're down 31 to 13. That has ass whooping wins all over it. Think everyone's excited. Mm-hmm. Oh, Florida State, we're back, blah, blah, blah. And they give up, what did you say, 20, how many points? 23? They gave up 23 on unanswered points? And 600 yeah. yards of offense? Really? Yeah. That's inexcusable. That's inexcusable. Yeah. So that's what I worry about. I worry about what. And then what he said about dehydration. About well, we should get the players rehydrated. He later, later clarified said for the next game against Louisiana Monroe this Saturday, coming Saturday. But even still, it makes it sounds as if dude is learning on the job. 
And <laughs> Florida State's his dream job, but damn it, I mean, if he doesn't get his shit together, his dream job's going to end in two years, if not less than that. So I don't know what else to say, man. They had to have won last week. They had to mm-hmm. beat a good Boise State team. I had them originally at nine wins. I don't think they're going to get the eight. I, mean, I don't think so either. I mean, look, Syracuse is good. Mm-hmm. Of course, Clemson, Clemson. They got to go yeah. in. I think they – do they have to go – so, no, NC State goes to Florida State this year. Comes to Florida State this year. That's the okay. Forest. That's not but good. They have to yeah. go to Miami. So I think, I think they, they host Miami. I'm sorry. They host Miami. I don't think they're beating Miami. I don't think they're beating uh, uh, um, Virginia in two weeks. Yeah, they got, they got to come up to uh, Charlottesville, yeah. Yep, they're damn good. I don't think they're going to win that game. So they're looking at a one-and-two start, possibly. <sighs> and, again, I, I like Willie Tiger a lot. A lot of people like him personally. Even the fans who want to see him go, gone, like him personally. You just got to get the job done, man. Yeah. I mean, it was right there on the silver platter, and he let it slip away because they wore down the second half. Through the suspect offensive play calling and a deep and the team that's not in shape and tough enough. That's what it boils down to. They're not tough enough yet. And you, you figured they would have had that shit cleaned up by now. And but, that's a horrible excuse. Here we are. That is a horrible yeah, exactly. excuse. You, you, you train and you play in that city <laughs> throughout the year. That is your yeah. city. It's not like you're from another place. And you went somewhere, and you're like, "Oh my God, we got caught off guard by the heat." No, dog, y'all are in Tallahassee and was <laughs> caught by surprise by the heat. That's insane. Yeah, that's dude. I mean, look, I know I spent too much time on this, but I hope Willie gets his shit together. I hope for the sake of his future, that because I wanted him, to, I want him to see this through. I know he has a fat buyout, for like seventeen million dollars. So it's not like mm-hmm. Florida State can exactly afford to pull the trigger just yet. But, damn it, he's not making it easy for him. He's, he's not. not. Making, I mean, he's, he's, again, he's a likable guy, which is saving his tide right about now. But, you gotta, damn it, that likable guy has to win some games. And I know you can't really blame Jim Boyd anymore. This is, your, this is his show now. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, he had to be – he had that was a Boise State game was a game to have had won. That would have bought so much bipartisan again yeah, because Boise State is good. I think they're gonna be really good again. But they but you can't lose a thirty one to thirteen lead at home. And damn the group of five shit crew because Boise State to me is a is a is a major player in the in the group of five. They could easily be power five. Yes, but you can. the point is that. Boise State is from the state of Idaho. They're not supposed to be the ones wilting in the heat. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. As for Georgia Southern and Tennessee right quick, brother, that's probably worse. It's, it actually is a hell of a lot worse because Georgia, Georgia Southern – no, Georgia State. Georgia State. So mm-hmm. Georgia Southern or Georgia State? I think it was Georgia, Georgia Southern. Southern. or Georgia State. Okay. I think it was Georgia, Georgia Southern. Southern was only was, they won only two games last year. So mm-hmm. by the sheer definition of that alone, that's a hell of a lot worse than what happened in in, in, in Tallahassee. But still, if you're willing to tell you're on the hot seat, I don't think Jeremy Pruitt is on the hot seat yet in Tennessee. But but Taggart, given what he's inherited, given Florida State being Florida State, I know they were down a couple years in the Jimbo Fisher. But man, he doesn't have that margin of error. It's slowly dissipating. You just gotta get together, man. I know this season's not over yet. They're probably out of the national championship talk for good, mind you. But it's not over oh, yeah. yet. They can still still win eight or nine games easily. They got an easier schedule. But still, yeah. this is a bad stuff for Willie Tiger in Florida State. It really is, and I'm worried for him. Well, my hope is that he's capable of turning it around the same way that another coach also out of Tallahassee, was able to turn around after a bad start last season, and that being one um, Coach Willie out of uh, Florida A&M. Yes. Yes. They had a huge, horrible start against Jackson State last year, 
one of the huge runs, but unfortunately fell and lost their last three games um, at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I just don't know. I just don't know. But anyway, yeah. before I start crying, um, <laughs> uh, what, what, so what other things stuck out? Because, like, I'm looking at last week, like, Auburn coming from behind. I mean, let's, let's talk about, speaking of Auburn, let's talk about quarterback, Bo Nix at Auburn. That gutsy throw in the last few seconds, a jump ball, the perfect back shoulder throw. To beat Oregon. Oregon gave that game away very well. They should have won that game out there with Georgia, so that's not a hint or there. Yeah. Um, and how about what happened in Charlotte? North Carolina, freaking Mac Brown, with a freshman quarterback, Sam Howell, who he stole out of Florida State. He stole him from out of Florida State. So he goes to show that Mac Brown still has his recruiting magic. But they beat South Carolina. And I know South Carolina is not going to be a big juggernaut, but. Carolina was South North Carolina was underdogs by double digits. And wow. wow. Now I think I still think that um by the way it's Georgia State by the way, because Georgia Southern lost to LSU, but anyway, but it's still uh, bad. Okay, so uh, we were both wrong. Okay. Yeah, yeah I got I got mixed up too, but uh but nevertheless. Um I think Carolina is this is a rebuilding year still. I think I think Matt Brown's gonna do wonders there when it's all said and done. But, damn, this has to be a lot for Carolina's confidence, especially Sam Howell's confidence and the aforementioned Bo Knicks. And we've mentioned, and one thing I failed to mention, but I mentioned kind of earlier, with Boise State, they had a, they had a huge freshman quarterback as well. So, mm-hmm. could this be the year of the quarterback? Could this be the year of the, the true freshman quarterbacks? Because they're showing out so far. Wow. That is a fantastic question, and only I'm, I'm saying pump your brakes because I want to see these guys in conference play. That's where it really matters because, of course, you know, the yeah. first couple of weeks, it's out of conference play. You know, the first week, no one really knows anything about anyone, and they're really making adjustments on the fly, and, it, and that's all based upon how good uh, the head coach and their coaching staffs are in terms of making those adjustments. Right. And, and, and also right. How, how good your players are. So, a lot of them had great um, week ones. Let's look at a week five, mm-hmm. week six, when they're in their conference. And I'm not even talking about them having to face their juggernauts within their conference. I mean looking at them playing against the middle-tier teams and the lower-tier teams as freshmen to see how they look there. If they, if they look fantastic against those teams, then they might right. have a problem when it comes to year two and they continue to develop. So that's the right now. Let's go ahead and pump our brakes. I hear you. I hear you. And speaking of pumping the brakes, we'll, we'll close the segment on this, college football segment on this. Well, at least for last week. Um, I know people bagging on the SEC. I was laughing mm-hmm. my ass off at the, the failures I saw on the, on the SEC, particularly from the East, Eastern Division. First of all, Florida didn't look all that great against Miami. I know when it's no. win, but they didn't look that great against Miami. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about Tennessee losing to Georgia State. Yeah. Ole Miss lost to Memphis. Remind you, even though Memphis was favored, but they still Ole Miss lost to Ole Miss, and they've got Rich Rich, Rich Rodriguez running the show on offense. They still got got pounded. By, by, like the ten points. Uh, only scored yeah. Ten points. Only scored ten points against them. Um, Missouri losing that Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Which, if you watch the game, that was like one hell of an atmosphere. Um. And who else? Uh, uh, Mississippi State barely won their match, won their game, as did Kentucky. But still, uh-huh. and still, the point is, is that look, I still think the SEC. I really don't give a damn about power conference strength. To be honest with you, I still think the SEC is still the beast. But you have to admit that was pretty funny watching them lose to like group of five squads. Uh, so. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that had me, that was pretty fun. I was laughing my ass off personally at at the Tennessee. You see, game my thing is this: but. I really hope the committee remembers this comes come November. I really do. Yeah, because of course this always comes into play. This always is the argument when we get to to, to November, December, and it's time to vote. And everyone always uses uh, the restrictive uh, schedule 
um, when, when it comes to certain schools getting in and certain schools being held out, I want them well, to remember this. I really do. Have that same energy, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But looking ahead to next week, real quick, bro, there's a lot of intriguing games next week. Um, people, I know, I don't want to say people are overlooking it because, but because you got LSU playing Texas, which I'll be watching, mm-hmm. people are overlooking Texas A&M and Clemson. You know, oh, the top yeah. ranked defending champion Clemson, Texas A&M is looking really good under Jimbo Fisher. And it's a 3.30 game on ABC. This should be a night game. But it's an after- mid-afternoon game, which is really, really odd. But it, but you also have Syracuse going to uh, um, Maryland. Uh-huh. You have, like, if you're – since we're both old guys, right, or guys of a certain age, excuse me, you have, like, this should be an interesting <laughs> matchup for, for, like, years gone by, college for years gone by, Nebraska at Colorado. Oh, my God. What you're not going to do is make me out to be an old man because that makes my boy <laughs> an old man. I had a buddy of mine that's a, a Colorado alum. I actually played for Colorado. So oh, wow. he was out there with Cordell and, and um, what's the receiver's name? Westbrook, yes. He was out there with them. Yeah. And also um, Eric Bieniemy. So he was out there with those guys. God, I forget the tight end he played under that that also went in the NFL and played uh, several years. So yeah, he was involved in a lot of those Colorado Nebraska battles. And uh, yes, I remember those vividly. And no, you're not going to make me out to be an old man, even though my beard says otherwise. <laughs> well, dude, I'm older than you, so I don't know what you're complaining about. <laughs> so there you go. I got you up at least two years. So, so there you go. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, but uh, one, 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 one game to keep an eye on, man, and there were conference foes for a while, for like a, a hot minute, was it's, it's yeah. Syracuse and Maryland. I, like, mm-hmm. Maryland's favorite. And, you know, I, I this should make it interesting because I know it's a college park. Mm-hmm. And I know that Josh Jackson. I didn't realize he's a transfer. I mean, not. I mean, yeah, he's a transfer from from Virginia Tech. I didn't realize that. Um, but he he looked good against lesser competition, mind you. But um, yeah, like Syracuse played less competition last week as well, albeit on the road in Liberty. And he mm-hmm. he's coaching from this hospital there, which was pretty epic. Um, yeah. But that that's going to be competitive as well. So I'm looking forward to that. I mean, and, and I think that's a game that's really slept on, and I think it's going to be probably one of the best games of the week next week. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maryland is favored in that game? Maryland is favored in that game by two and a half points, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, so they're, they're – okay. So they're just basically favored because they're home. At, at the, yeah, it's, hmm. yeah that, that's one of those – Vegas is trying to get people to bet on the home team deals. Okay. Um, yeah, because I wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't take Maryland in that situation. Um, and and, I, and I, I hope people are blinded by the fact that it was Liberty, because um, Liberty's a pretty good squad. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going right. to put that out there. Liberty's a pretty good squad. They're 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 of course not a Power Five conference team, and they just got into uh, uh, FBS football just a couple of seasons ago. But um, right. they're going to make their mark known sooner than later. Um, or sooner rather than later, in, in terms of exactly how good of a program that they are, give them some time because they 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 made that creep in in the FBS in the FCS level when they started getting money, and as they still getting little dough, they gonna keep creeping. So watch out. With that said, I don't expect Syracuse to beat down Maryland, but God, do they pay with two and a half? Okay, all right. I yeah. guess they, they 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 must they must really think highly of what Maryland did to Howard with a new head coach <laughs> I know. And, and a new <laughs> offensive scheme and an offensive yeah. line that couldn't block me last week. So yeah, and I shouldn't say that too loud because somebody's going to challenge me to to go head to head because of that comment. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I don't I don't know about that. I really don't. Yeah, yeah. Well, that. Dino Babers, the coach of Syracuse, they already mentioned that at his press conference. 
was it yesterday, I think. So mm-hmm. you know he's going to have Syracuse squad motivated. So that should be entertaining to watch. It's ESPN at, at noon. So for all to see. So we'll, we'll check it out there. So we're going to close the show on this. I know we were excited to talk about college football, even though we are a little sad about talking about Rudy Taggart. But we're going to be kind of sad. <laughs> we don't know what to expect of our favorite teams this year. Um, so we're going to get right to it, man. This is rapid fire style. We're going to, we're going to call out the divisions where he's going to give our winners. Well, actually, mm-hmm. you know what? We're, we're, like, we're, like, we're going to do it this way. We're going to start by, by conference by conference. We're going okay. to each of us give a rapid fire of who's going to win each division and who the wild mm-hmm. is going to be. Does that sound good? Got you. All right, Cronus. We'll start with the AFC, my brother. So, with the AFC East, of course, New England's on the moonwalk. They have to do another division title for the up 10,000th year in a row. In the, in the <laughs> North, I got – I'm not feeling Cleveland, A, because I hate Cleveland, and B, because I, I it's too many variables, too many combustible parts, and plus you got a first-time head coach. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm so I'm taking Pittsburgh again. But I got, but I, but I have Pittsburgh barely beating out Cleveland and Baltimore for the division title. Uh, and, and, and in the South, I was going to have Indianapolis until Andrew Luck quit. So instead, I had to go with um, God between Houston. Ah, fuck it. I'm going to go Jacksonville. I'm going to take Jacksonville. And mm. uh, the South, I mean, it's in the West, rather, I have. I really like the Chargers. I really like the Chargers. Um, but I can't pick close the trigger because they'll have a true home field advantage, so I'm going to take Kansas City ahead of the Chargers. So my division winners in the East, New England, North Pittsburgh, South Jacksonville, and uh, uh, the West, Kansas City, my two wild cards are Cleveland, and Sandy and San Diego and Los Angeles, the Chargers. What were your picks? Oh man, um, I'm trying not to be boring, and I'm gonna have to not be boring because we all we always know that there's somewhere between four to eight teams that make the playoffs right. every year that weren't in it the previous year. With that exactly. being said, you know I'm gonna go ahead and go with the. Um, the, the the old faithful in the New England Patriots. So yeah, right. I have them winning in the East uh, with the North, the team that didn't make the playoffs last year that will be making the playoffs this year, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I have them winning the division. Um, mm-hmm. In the uh, South, I like you originally had Indianapolis winning the division until of course the announcement. So with the the Houston Texans going chips all in. With all the chases they made, I'm taking the Houston Texans to win the division. Um, mm-hmm. As for the West, God, speaking of also being loaded, the Kansas City Chiefs, I have them winning the division um, again. Yeah. And this is where it gets a little tricky. Go ahead and take our wild card teams. We've already taken yep. one team so far. Um, in the Pittsburgh Steelers that didn't make the playoffs the year before. I'm going to go ahead and take another team that didn't make the playoffs the year before as well, also coming out of the north being the, the Cleveland Browns and the other team, of course, being the L.A. Chargers. So, yeah, I'm, I'm cheating off your paper, dog. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I came this close to picking Houston. This close. You can't, you can't see me, but I got my fingers close together. This close to picking Houston. It's just that they traded, they got, well, that's just traded, they got rid of Javian Clowney. They just traded mm-hmm. him for like a coconut smile, essentially, from, yeah. from Seattle. Um, and I know they're bringing in Kenny Stills. I like that mm-hmm. a lot. And they think they're bringing in an offensive lineman, too, Larry Tunsil. Um, yeah. So, your point, they're loading up offensively. I just hope they have a pass rush defensively because, I mean, to help out J.J. Watt because, I mean, again, I don't know what was going behind the scenes of Clowney, but damn, that's a big loss. It is so, a huge loss. But it should be. But I'll say this: yeah, they 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 brought in <clears throat> via that trade, um, Marquavius uh, Mingo, who is not necessarily a slouch, right. but he's not Jadavian right. Clowney. So it's a hope. It's the hope right. 
is that he's going to be able to take some pressure off of JJ on the opposite side. Mhm. Mhm. I agree. So we'll see. But uh, I mean, the AFC is so fucking boring because I mean, look, we almost went chalk, man. We almost like, I mean, with no, it's little, it's little variation, and we all know who's going to win the AFC. So I mean, New England, unless <laughs> unproven otherwise. Unless proven otherwise. Yeah, I mean, they're like the Golden State Warriors, man, the past few seasons. I mean, it's like you pencil them coming out of the conference, right? Mm-hmm. Might as well pencil them as a chance. I mean, that's it's still getting so it's just still getting so damn boring. Well, Tom Brady just well, you know what? quit already. <laughs> it's, it's not, but it's not their fault. The thing is, you want us no, to change not. our narrative about them? Beat them. Yeah. Beat them. Exactly. And don't get me wrong. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, it, 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 I think that the Chiefs are strong enough. I would have loved mm-hmm. to have seen an Andrew Luck version of the Colts go up against this team, <clears> especially <throat> with that young yeah. defense that they have. Which I, right. man, I, oh, I, that's I hope. On defense. Yes, and I hope that that team still is able to compete with that defense and with Jacoby Brissett. But we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, right. As uh, 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 with the um, the, the another team. Who you know uh, wouldn't be well? It would have been chalky if we had him in the playoff in our playoff picks, which of course would have been the Baltimore Colts, not the Colts. I'm sorry, the Ravens. Right. But um, right. I don't know, man. You know, you you have the uh, Lamar in his second season. Everybody has tape. Right. I want to see if he's going to be able to pass <laughs> the ball instead of just uh, deciding to run. Excuse me. Right. Um, I understand that they they brought in Mark Ingram to be the number one back. Uh, But this team always seems to find a way out of no way with pieces that we all look at and scratch our heads at. And I think they do it again, but I don't know if they necessarily make a a playoff trip with it this time. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. So, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, again, I'm not – look, New England is doing what they're supposed to do. They build in the draft. Mm -hmm. They develop players. They have a system that's been proven. They don't mm-hmm. deviate from said system. That's a credit to Bill Belichick and, and his coaching staff and the organization. And and for Bob Robert Mr. Robert Kravitz and the culture from the owner's standpoint by point of view. But still, someone has to beat New England. I mean, I don't want to be on on, on, on Medicare and Tom Brazen's walker still beating teams. Someone has to do it. And damn it has to start soon. FC, make a brother proud. Make the brothers proud. I mean, we we threw down the gauntlet, threw down the challenge. It's up to y'all to step up. So it's a challenge. The NFC is very challenging. It's very different, thankfully. It's it's Mm -hmm. more exciting because we don't know, right? We all heard about Ezekiel Elliott getting getting paid, and rightfully so. And it's good to see him paid because he deserves it, even though no matter what we think of him, and it's off the field antics. No matter what we think of the cow gals, he deserves every penny. So you know you what? I'll say this but real quick. Go ahead. Go ahead, bro. I'll say this real quick. Of the three, when everyone made the conversation about who should be paid between Zeke, right. um, Dak, and, mm-hmm. and, and Amari, I begrudgingly yelled it should be Zeke because without Zeke, mm-hmm. the rest of that stuff doesn't happen. And right. I'm afraid that right. someone actually listened to me, and it, 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 they they paid him, and he'll be a cowboy <laughs> until he's 32, which is going to be frightening that he's going to be there for eight years. So what I'm hoping is that they end up losing other pieces, and that team isn't the same team that we're looking at right now. But I digress. Yeah, yeah there you go. But you know what they have? Because they have cap space, and they got studs. And yeah. it's a good problem to have. But they're going to show you the Cowboys that was doing the due diligence in the draft and player development spot. And that's part to Stephen Stephen Jones. So speaking of Dallas, unfortunately, especially with the news of Zeke signing his big deal, big extensions, I got the Cowboys in the East, you not Philly. In the North, I have. I, I don't think Chicago wins it again. I, I think Green Bay is coming around for revenge. So I got Green Bay winning the North. I have – this is tricky, the South. The South is so fucking hard to pick. Because you got <laughs> three teams 
and you could just literally throw darts and just throw it against a board, a, a wall, and one sticks being Atlanta, New Orleans, Carolina, chances are they win it. I'm gonna go just just for the sake of just just for the sake of saying it. I think New Orleans is gonna win it, but it's gonna be tough. I mm-hmm. think both Atlanta and Carolina are better, and I think Tampa is gonna be better with with the, the new coach staff that they have down there. Mm-hmm. Man, the Kangaroo. Uh, his name escapes me, but I mean, I love his Um But the West is much simpler. <laughs> I got the Rams winning the West, and my wild card is going to be the Panthers. And it's trying to choose. No, no, not the Panthers. The Eagles. Sorry, it's going to be the Eagles. I'm trying to decide between the Panthers, Falcons, and Seattle. I'll let you go while I try to figure that out. So, give, but, but, but give me your, your division one of course, in your wild card. Okay. Well, unlike you, I'm not taking Dallas to win uh, the NFC East. I'm, I'm leaning on Philadelphia to do that. Um, with the, Got the, it. The North. God, you guys are talking me out of this because I was leaning towards it heavily. I was hoping that it would be Chicago, and I'm, I'm picking, I actually picked Chicago uh, on, on Sleazy this a uh, couple of weeks ago, but I'm but I'm I'm I guess I'm gonna go with the team who I actually picked to have the same record as them ending the year, mm. and that would be the Minnesota Vikings to win the North. Mm. Um, mm. Going to the South, like you, I think it's going to be tight, and I also have New Orleans moving on. This is the same team that unfortunately for two years in a row was held out of the Super Bowl because of a pass interference call, either being um, a scared to make a play because it's a pass interference would be called, and, of course, you have a touchdown scored on you because of it, or you had the touchdown taken away from you because of a pass interference call that wasn't called. But I digress. I had the Saints moving on, winning their division, and, of course, out of the West, <laughs> I don't see much competition for the Rams as of right now, so I am taking the L.A. Rams. My wild card team, I am going with the Atlanta Falcons and the Chicago Bears. Oh. Wow. Yeah, I like the moves that the Bears made in terms of this offseason, in terms of making additional pickups to, to have a rotation on that defensive side of the ball. They made some moves to get better at the receiver spot. For those who slept on Mr. Trubisky, I felt as though that he improved throughout the season and looked pretty good in that playoff loss against the Eagles. If it wasn't for the right. fact that the receivers dropping balls and also because of the fact that Tariq Cohen only touched the ball four times in that playoff game, they probably would have beaten Philadelphia. I think they go ahead and make those adjustments. I don't think that they win the division necessarily, but I think that they go ahead and they make a move into the wild card game. But they'll have a kicker here, so you got to throw that in too. So. Well, you know what? I don't even want to necessarily blame him. I say that last kick was blocked. I'm I'm, I'm doing the, the uh, I'm going to conspiracy theory on this. I think that kick was blocked. Okay, the one that the same one that hit the both upright. Yes. Okay. If you do that kick again, we watched that. Yeah, it's it uh-huh. slightly changes the trajectory, and then you know okay. it, it, it kind of regains itself, and then it hits the pole. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Back into um, the left. But still, that Back into the left. But that was still funny to see that, though. That was funny to see that, though. They said, doink, doink. Yes, it was horrible <laughs> here. Oh, my God, I felt bad for Oh, that. man, that's a, that's a mess of way to lose. Um, okay, going back to my wild cards. Okay, it sells. That sells. I got Philadelphia and Seattle as my wild cards. If damn it hurts, you just put down to, to take out Carolina. But – I got. I got. I mean, I, I think the addition of Javavian Clowney will make a difference. But Seattle mm-hmm. gives another pass, a pass rusher, and I think they're going to pay him. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I definitely see that happening. So I got. I have the Rams coming out of the NFC this time. I, I have Green Bay. I, I'm just going to just go. For, it's going to come out between Green Bay and New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Go check that. I bumped that. It's going to be New Orleans. I think New Orleans gets on field again, right? What will right and right will and and right what will be a big time wrong 
last year when they got screwed in the, in the, in the, in the NFC Championship game on a non-pass interference call. Mm-hmm. But I have New England. I have New England beating the Saints in the Super Bowl, unfortunately. So who you have winning this, going against New England in the Super Bowl? <laughs> God, once again, I'm cheating off your paper. The the reason why I, I am very serious. I have the Saints moving on to the Super Bowl as well as the New England Patriots. Like I said before, I need somebody in the AFC to prove me wrong. I don't believe that the Chiefs are going to end up having the 13-win season again and being the beast that they were last year. But you know what? Mm-hmm. They got a lot of dogs over there, especially with the addition mm-hmm. of LaShawn McCoy. <laughs> right. <laughs> to kind of help out with that offense is going to be insane to see what they're capable of doing. But until somebody right. does it, I'm I'm sending the Patriots on to the Super Bowl, and I'm also pushing New England in. And the difference with this game is is that uh, uh, until they prove it, I don't see New England being capable of putting Tom Brady on his back and getting the pressure to him the way that they need to in order to win a Super Bowl. If you look at all of the Super Bowl losses for the Patriots, Tom Brady was on his back on all of them. Against Philadelphia, that's right. Against the Giants, I mean that's the way that you beat him. You put him on his back. I don't know if New right. England's not New England, but New Orleans is capable of doing it, and that's why I have uh, the Patriots begrudgingly winning their seventh Super Bowl title, and and America is going to be upset yet again in February. Oh God! Uh, there you go. <laughs> oh, I mean, if you want to be sexy. Day. If you want me to be sexy, all right, fine. I'll be sexy. My sexy pick would be the Chiefs versus the – God, how sexy do I want to get with this? Mm. Uh, You know what? If I want to sex it up, I want want to go (laughs) – I'm going to go ahead and and do a tribute to one of our finer cities that has given us great music for years on. And that would be the city of Philadelphia. It's going to be the Andy Reid Bowl. Uh-oh. It's going to be the, the Philadelphia oh, Eagles wow. versus the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm that going to go, if I'm going sexy with it, that's how I'm sexy I'm going with it. Wow. If so I'm going have sexy, it. that's why I'm going sexy. If I have to go it that way, if I have to go it that way, I'm going Andy Reid gets the win over his old team. Wow. To shut them up. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. Lenise, our homegirl, like uh, Lelise Robinson. I don't know how she feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to call, call me a hater. And I'm going to be like, eh, yeah, yeah, I am. So what? <laughs> Deal with it. Mm. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's funny. That's funny stuff. Hey, man. Have fun this weekend. We're going to talk next week. And, um, Happy football weekend in advance, bro. Oh, yeah. A&T versus Duke this weekend. Going to be a good, a big That's right. There you go. We're going to talk about that, too, man. I'll be keeping an eye on that, too, just for personal reasons, obviously. So, take a life, bro. You, too. All right. Peace out. That's my guy, Dwayne Nash. Please check him out on Sleazy Radio every Tuesday on Facebook Live and all that good stuff. Thank you all for tuning in to the clown hour. This has been fun. I hope you've been pumped as I am. Please check me out on iTunes. Please subscribe to the clown hour podcast on iTunes. Take a like. Have a happy, great NFL football weekend. Until next time, 06.